This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له. وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه تسليما كثيرا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجال كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يسلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعض فإن خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدى هدى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار We did with two hadith today We started one in our last class about two three weeks ago before the Eid And it's the hadith where the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was talking about the importance of the Muslim purifying himself and making the Everybody here, if you're a mature man, mature woman, have to make jihad against your nafs, your heart, which if it's not brought under control, can lead you to a lot of problems. The Prophet ﷺ gave the similar tool of the heart and he said, مثل القلب, مثل ريشة. The example of the heart is like the example of the feather the wind blows it back and forth in the desert so the feather is not going to have any resistance against the wind it's going to go wherever the wind blows it because the wind is so strong and the feather is so light and weak he said the heart is like that the heart will be blown around from pillar to post if a person doesn't take care of it by developing in it tazkiyata nafs the way we develop tazkiyata nafs is by simply practicing the religion like a salat inna salata tanha anul fahsha the salat prevents you from doing the lewd things and the bad things if you're praying the right way in the month of ramadan while you're fasting in the month of ramadan causes your eyes to go down and it causes you to get in control of your desires and that's why the Prophet told most of you Shabab Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ya ma'ashir al-shabab Man istata'a minkum al-ba'a fal yatazawwij Wa man lam yastati' fa'alayhi bil-sawm Oh you young people who are in this masjid right now Hear me right now Men and women Whoever from amongst you has the money And you have the ability to get married Then hurry up and get married And if you can't get married You don't have the money You don't have the ability Then you should fast He said that fasting would put your desire to get married down. That's tazkiyat nafs We just completed our hajj. Hajj. 
one of the lessons, one of the major lessons of Al-Hajj is that when you perform the Hajj, you see the universality of Al-Islam. It's a lesson. You see how at Hajj, everyone going around that Kaaba, everybody who is in Mina, everybody who's in Arafah, Muzdalifah, making dua to Allah with his ihrama, and he looks like the next guy. So when you go to Hajj, if you are a businessman, if you're a rich person, if you're from this tribe, you're a racist, you go to Hajj and you're supposed to learn that in the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as the ayah said, akramakum in atqaakum. The one who has the most taqwa from amongst you is the one who has the best, the one who has most taqwa. So while people are at Mount Arafat and it's hot and you have to make dua all day, there's no one in his right mind. I don't care how racist he is. I don't care how rich he is and how arrogant he is. If he just sits there all day doing Arafat, all day, he's not doing any dua, not making any dhikr. All he does is eat, sleep, make ghib and waste time. Look at his mobile phone. No person like that in his right mind is going to look at a person who he sees, who's different, color than him, lesser in the social order. He's not going to say, I'm better than him just because I'm from this group or that group. And he wasn't doing any work. Hajj teaches you that. So practicing the arkan of al-Islam, they will naturally give you tazkiyat to nafs they will give you purification of your heart, of your soul. The Prophet says, "Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in al-usbi'in, in al-qulub, bain al-usbi'in al-rahman, yuqallibuha kafiyasha." All of the people's hearts are between the two fingers of Ar-Rahman, Allah. He changes them how he wants to change them. So there's the person over there who he doesn't follow his desires because he has tasqiyat al-nafs. So he's going to have patience, and he's going to cause himself to be patient, and so forth and so on. And as it relates to the actions of the hearts, as it relates to al-iman, as we mentioned already, al-iman to the people of the sunnah consists of the statements with your tongue. In order to become a Muslim, you have to say you believe in Allah Azza wa Jalla. If you don't say it, and you have the ability to say it, you don't become a Muslim. You have to say it. The man came and said, Ya Rasulullah, tell me something that if I only can ask you, I can't ask anyone else. He says, say, I believe in Allah and be upright. So it, it consists of your statements. La ilaha illallah other than that. Second of all, it consists of the actions. If you're a true believer, you have to pray. You have to fast. You have to make salat. You have to make dhikr. You have to go to the masjid. You have to make al-amr ma'roof and nan al-munkar. And all of those things are going to manifest on your limbs. You don't do any actions, any deeds, but you say it with your tongue. There's no difference between that person and the munafiq. They say with their tongues that which is not in their hearts. So you have to say and you also have to do. And the third one, this is the point, it consists of what you believe in your heart. Al-i'tiqad, what's in your heart? And I'm telling you, as it relates to the nafs and what's in your heart, that is more wajib than the actions on your limbs. The actions of your heart are more important than the actions of your limbs. The actions of your limbs of praying and psalm and giving sadaqah and zakat and hajj and all of that, walk to the masjid, all that's important. But the actions of your heart are more important, more wajib. What are the actions of the heart? The actions of the heart are things like al-ikhlas, your sincerity. Like having a tawakkul. 
That's in your heart. It's not in your limbs. That's you having yaqeen and having no doubt, no doubt, you're going to die. Yomul Qiyamah. Allah is going to ask you. Islam is the truth. Rasulullah is the truth. The Quran is the truth. Some people, and I'm not talking about Wiswas, OCD people. I'm talking about regular people. Sometimes they sit there and they start doubting and they don't have yaqeen. Is Yomul Qiyamah true? Am I really doing the right thing? That yaqeen is from the inside of your heart to skir to nafs. If you purify it, these things be clear for you. These things will help you. Al-inaba, al-raja. Al-raja is hoping for Allah. Existing, hoping that Allah will accept from you your dawah, your efforts, your salat, your psalm. But you also, the opposite of that is you have fear. Then Allah is not going to accept it from you. You have khawf. All of those issues are issues of the heart, actions of the heart. They're connected with the issue of a tazkiyah. Tazkiyah to nafs. Allah said in the Quran, قَدْ أَفْلَهَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا Whoever takes care of his nafs and he purifies it from ignorance, from arrogance, from envy, from jealousy, from anger. He has the mushkil of anger management issues. He's still punching walls. At this age, he's still kicking the, the tires to the, to the car with his foot. Tazkiyat al-nafs. Got to sort that situation out. That's what today's hadith is all about. We started it already. Allah Ta'ala mentioned about Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Huwa alladhi ba'atha fil ummiyyina rasoolan minhum. Yatlu alayhim ayatihi wa yuzakkihim. وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابُ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَإِنْ كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلِ لَفِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ Allah is the one who sent his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he sent his messenger to the unlettered people and it was a ni'mah from Allah that he sent him to them because Rasulullah gave them the tazkiyah he cleaned them up he cleaned them up he made khamar haram he made ghiba haram Getting high haram, namima haram. He made the good things halal, as Allah mentioned in the Quran. The dirty things, the filthy things, he made it haram. The good, pure things halal. So he described the Prophet ﷺ as being a person who purified them. And he reads to them the book, and he reads to them the hikmah, meaning the Quran. So the Prophet came ﷺ for tazkiyat nafs he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ala inni bu'ithtu li'utammam makaram al-akhlaq. I have been sent to perfect the good character. To perfect it. So he used to say to his companions things that other companions would see and witness and learn from. He said to one of his companions, Inna fika khaslatain. You hibbuhum Allah. You have two characteristics that Allah loves. You are gentle. You are halim with your wife, your children, and the people, people under your supervision, especially your Ahlul Bayt. You are gentle with them. You are Halim. And the other characteristic that Allah loves is you have an Anat. You're not Musta'jil. You're not like a young man who's always in haste and rush, and you can't wait for anything. Al-Ajr too many shaitan. Being in haste is from shaitan. Driving too fast, leaving your house, coming to the masjid too fast, you're going to lose something. You're going to forget something. Allah loves the one who has a ta'anni, 
Take your time. They come and they ask you a question about something or somebody, your family member, an issue. Who said that you have to answer the question right now? You say, Rewaden, Rewaden, give me a day, give me a day or two. There's a fitna. Now, let me think about it. The one who is mustajil, Allah doesn't love that unless you absolutely have to be mustajil, different issue. So those examples are the examples of tazkiyat nafs that the Prophet gave the people. And there are many. They're just so many. The Prophet said about himself, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, إِنَّ مِنْ أَحَبِّكُمْ إِلَيَّ وَأَقْرَبِكُمْ مِنِّي مَجْلِسٍ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ أَحَاسِنَكُمْ أَخْلَاقًا The one from amongst you that would be closest to me in Jannah, is not the one who gave the most talks, who gave the most khutbah. It's not the one whose tawb is the shortest. It's not the one whose lihya is the longest. It's not the one like that. The closest one from amongst you to me, Yomul Qiyamah, and the most beloved to me, Yomul Qiyamah, is the one who has the best akhlaq. So the guy is practicing Islam. He's giving dawah. She's wearing hijab, coming to the masjid, student of knowledge. And they want to be on the sunnah. But when you look at him, he's dirty, hygiene, problem. He's a liar, anger management issues, doesn't take care of the, the manner, swears, curses, lies, all of that. And he really believes he's going to be in the Jannah. And he walks around, inshallah, we're all being Jannah, inshallah. But this hadith says what you're saying and doing is not right. The most beloved people to the Prophet wasallam, the closest people to him, Yom Al-Qiyamah, the one who has the best and the, the most, the, the best akhlaq. And what is the akhlaq? It's those things, ikhwani, that tell people when they look at you and listen to you that you're not majnoon. You come from good stock. The imam gets on the minbar, he has to give the khutbah. When he gives that khutbah, he has to come out to the people with adab and akhlaq. So that when he talks, the people go away saying, he talked with intelligence, with proofs. It made sense. They don't go away saying anything other than that. If he got up there and he was screaming and shouting and taking his kufi off and just going, they say, that guy is crazy. And you also, sitting in the audience, you have a religious responsibility to show akhlaq, the way you sit, the way you dress, what colors you're wearing, what you're not wearing, the way you look. Guy come up in our masjid, he has a leather jacket on in this weather. He got a Mohegan haircut like this with earrings and... and uh, we're going to say, this guy is Majnoon. Something's wrong with him. We're going to say he's not a Muslim coming to the masjid like that. So we're going to treat him in a nice way to bring him to Islam. But if we found out he was a Muslim already, we're going to say, what happened to him? Something has happened to him. So akhlaq in the religion of Islam... It is vital, it's important. Allah said to the Prophet in the Quran, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, wa innaka la ala khuluqin azim. You are on a high level of akhlaq, ya Muhammad. Waqad ja'akum rasulun min anfusikum. Prophet Muhammad is just like us. And he showed us what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from the human being, and that he showed us this tazkiyah. So today's hadith deals with five things of tazkiyah to nafs. That the Prophet Mukshin, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he said, "Ittaqi maharam, ittaqi al maharam takun abd al nas." Stay away from those things that are haram, and you will be the one who has the most ibadah. 
The real ibadah, salah, and all of that is ibadah. But Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he said that al-ibadah is the ismun jami' likunni ma yuhibbuhu Allahu ta'ala wa yardahu min al-aqwal wal-af'al al-zahira wal-batina Worship is everything that Allah loves from the actions and the statements that are apparent or hidden. So ibadah is drinking water and saying bismillah to get nourishment. Eating food is ibadah. Saying salamu alaykum and opening up the door. Ibadah in al-Islam is just not praying. It's everything from what Allah loves, anything that he loves. From the statements and the actions. The statements that are apparent and the actions that are apparent. The statements and the actions that are hidden. What are the actions that are hidden? Fear. Ikhlas. Al-Yaqeen. Al-Tawakkul. Al-Inaba. All of those issues. So the Prophet said the first thing Sallallahu sent to his companions, who would take these five things that I'm about to tell you? If you take them and spread them and practice them and teach people about them. Abu Hurairah said, I'll do it, Ya Rasulullah, I'll take them. He said, number one, fear those things which are haram and you will be the abid al-naz, the one with the most ibadah. And again, ibadah here is just not prayer. Fear the maharam. From the maharam, and the greatest maharam is to be disrespectful to your parents. Someone said, as Abdullah ibn Mas'ul said, the man asked, Ya Rasulullah, what is the biggest sin? He said that you make shit with Allah. He said, and then after that, what's the biggest sin? He said, that you're bad to your parents. You're bad to your parents. Again, he's in the masjid. He's a student. He's trying to be a Muslim. He wants to do the right thing. He's better than many of the people who he's around, classmates, friends, relatives. He's better. But he never considers, yeah, you are really disgustingly disrespectful to your mother and your father or your mother or your father. Because your father divorced your mother, you don't like him. Okay, that doesn't give you the right to be disrespectful to your dad. That's from the worst akhla. From the worst akhla. So the point is, everything, ittaqin maharam taqun a'bid al-nas. Second thing he says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, warda bima qasam allahu laka taqun aghna al-nas. Be satisfied and content with what Allah has given you in terms of wealth. You'll be the most aghna al-nas. You'll be sufficient. You won't be jealous about people. You won't be jealous about what he has with it. And you know in this society we live in, you know why TikTok and all these things are so popular, these influencers? Because people, 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 they look at other people and they think other people look success and we make other people have all this money and attention when in reality, most of those people are not happy. Most of them are not happy. Be satisfied with the beauty that Allah gave you. Be satisfied with the job that Allah gave you, the house that he gave you, the intellect that he gave you. Some people, every time something happens, he sees a good snooker player, he says, I wish I was that one. I wish everything is good. He wishes. Man, be satisfied with who you are. Does that mean as young people, you guys shouldn't work hard to become rich? Does that mean you shouldn't work hard to take your company to the next level? That doesn't mean, does that mean you shouldn't work hard to become independent? Doesn't mean that. But whatever Allah has given you, don't look at those people who are above you. It's against the religion. And you're going to turn into one of those people who has hasad and haqt. You're going to be jealous. And you know, in our communities, this is popular in the culture of the people I'm sitting, who are sitting in front of me. It's popular in many cultures, but some, they have it worse than others. 
Remember the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallama Unzuru ila man hu asfar minkum Wala tamzuru ila man hu fawqakum Thalika ajduru An la tazduru ni'matallahi alaykum That's a principle in our lives You live by it, you'll be better off You don't live by it, you're going to have problems He said, look at those people Focus and look And consider the people who have lesser than you Don't look at the people who have more than you If you look at the people who have lesser than you That'll make you more appreciative of the ni'mah that Allah bestowed upon you. I'm sitting here and I see people in front of me. I think every single one of them, even the youngest from amongst us, they're going to have dinner tonight if they didn't have it already. They're going to go to sleep tonight and it may be a little bit hot, but they got fans, they got air conditioners, they can open up the window. There are people not going to sleep with any food tonight. There are Muslims who are not going to sleep tonight. They're going to get killed tonight because they have no stability. There are people who are so hot, we be complaining about the weather. There's a hadith the Prophet says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, about Bani Adam, like the ayah of the Quran. Mankind is forever ungrateful to his Lord, and verily he bears witness to that on himself. Ungrateful. Allah gave him so much stuff. The weather changed the other day. We had a heat wave, and the people would say, Oh, it's hot in the masjid. Oh, it's hot in my car. Oh, it's hot in my house. Walking down the street. Oh, it's hot in the, house, in the street. All he does is this complaint. Man, what do you think? I can make it cooler? Nobody can make it cooler. Muslims don't make that kind of complaint. That's the complaint of the munafiqeen and the complaint of the kuffar. When the munafiqeen used to have to go out and make jihad with the Prophet, they used say, it's too hot. They would just say, it's so hot out here, so hot. Allah Ta'ala told the Prophet, قُلْ نَارُ جَهَنَّمْ أَشَدُّ حَرٍ لَوْ كَانُوا يَفْقَهُونَ Tell them, the heat of the hellfires were more hotter than this if they only understood and they know. So he said about the believer, إِذَا أَصَابَ إِنْ إِبْنَ آدَمْ إِذَا أَصَابَهُ حَرْ قَالَ حِسْ وَإِذَا أَصَابَهُ بَرْد قَالَ حِسْ the son of Adam is the person who, if it's hot, he'll say, oh, it's hot. And if it's cold, he'll say, oh, it's too cold. A few months ago when it was cold, he was saying, I can't wait till the summertime. Now it's the summertime. He said, oh, it's all cold. I can't wait till the wintertime. Yeah, summer, winter, no. He looks at the situation and he doesn't complain unnecessarily. Unnecessarily. It's not from good o'clock. And unfortunately, the older people suffer from this a lot, especially older women. You go, you say, how you doing, Khala? How you doing, Khal? No, my auntie. And right away she's like, oh, I got a headache on my hand, my high blood pressure. Oh, nobody loves me. They won't come pick me up. Oh, hey, life is so. I know people like that. Old people, man. Like that. Hey, guys, don't laugh at the old people, yeah. But they have that thing. Don't be one of those people, Yahi. Get on the bus. The man, the driver doesn't know you. He's just being courteous to you. And he says, good morning, how are you? And you say, my wife doesn't want to be married to me anymore. And we're like, man, she he wasn't asking you all of that. Now, as for the one who has a complaint, and he has the hot complain, Allah's Prophet complains, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rabbin naqomi takhadu hadha qur'ana mahjura. He complained, oh my Lord, my people abandoned the Qur'an. 
they don't read the Quran. They need this Quran. It's mere recitation and hearing it and reciting it is better for them and their families. But they don't do it. So the Prophet complained about the condition. Abu Bakr complained about Umar. So the companions complain in the Quran in Surah Al-Mujadila. قَدْ سَمِئَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا وَتَشْتَكِي إِلَى اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ يَسْمُرُ تَحَاوَرُهُمَا تَحَاوَرُكُمَا That's what Allah said. He heard the complaint of the lady who was complaining to Allah about her husband. And she came to the Prophet to tell the Prophet about her husband. So she had a right to complain. You being oppressed? Don't anybody see it think I'm telling you to suffer in silence. You can complain to get that wound off of you. But we should try to not complain about things that we can't change. And try not to complain openly. That's why Allah said in the Quran, Fasbir sabran jameela. Be patient with the beautiful patience. The sabr jameel is the patience that you have where you don't complain. Rasulullah sallallahu if food was given to him, if he liked it, he ate it. If he didn't like it, he left it. He didn't say it's too hot. It's too cold, it's too salty, it's too this. He didn't complain. His wife gave him the food. He didn't say, oh, you don't cook like my mother. You don't even cook like my little sister. He says that to his wife. Too much salt, it's too that. Rasulullah wasn't like that. You give him the food, you like it, he don't like it, he won't eat it. They gave him some lizards. Rasulullah looked at the lizard, he didn't touch it. They say, yeah, Rasulullah is a haram. He said, no, it's not haram. It's just not from the food that I eat. But he didn't complain about it. And that's why, Ikhwani, the hadith is important. لا تصاحب إلا متقي إلا تقي ولا يأكل تعامك إلا مؤمن Don't be a friend except to a person with taqwa. A believer with taqwa. He's going to make haram, haram, halal, halal. And don't let anyone eat your fool who's not a mu'min. Because the mu'min, when you give him the fool, too hot, too salty, as weird as this, he won't complain. Because he has taqwa and iman. You give him a boiled egg, you come to his house for lunch. You expect to get rice and that. He give you a boiled egg and some tuna fish. And he says, Bismillah, as if it ain't nobody's business. The one with taqwa is going to eat that food, and then after finishing half of his egg, he's going to make dua for him and say, what are we going to go do now? But the one with no deen in the man, he's going to go say, you know he had the nerve to give me a bald egg. He had the nerve. No, seriously. You know some of our Muslims from China, they eat things we don't eat. Bats and things like that, haram. You can't eat bats, can't eat monkeys. That's haram. Consensus of the ulama. Because they have things. Can't eat monkeys. Can't eat bats. But they eat things like grasshoppers, Snails be moving around in the soup and it be moving around. If someone put that in front of us, it'll be hard not to say, Ew! No, it'll be hard. We'll be hard pressed not to make a sound. What, what, what are you doing? But the mu'min is the one, he follows the sunnah. He doesn't say any, no complaint. So from the sunnah of the Prophet, if he saw something that he liked, he said, Alhamdulillah, الذي بنعمته تتم الصالحات. All praise to Allah, who righteous deeds are complete by him. If he saw something that he didn't like, he didn't complain. He said, Alhamdulillah, على كل حال. How you doing? As a migraine. 
How you doing? Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal. You even know from that that something is wrong. That's what the Prophet used to say. So as it relates to this issue, Ikhwani, stay from the mahadam number two. Be the person who is satisfied with what Allah is giving you by looking at people who have lesser than you. We have to keep uh, renewing our phones, renewing our phones. I'm not saying that's haram, but we're just keeping up with the Joneses. They get an extension kitchen, I have to get an extension. What are you talking about? Live within your means. If that's what you want to do, you plan to do it, do it. But don't do it because Fulan did it, Alan do it, chasing after these people. The Prophet said, number three, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam, be good to your neighbor and you will be a mu'min. The neighbor in al-Islam has been, been given a lot of rights to the point where Rasulullah thought that the neighbor would be allowed to inherit in al-Islam. He said, wallahi la yu'min, wallahi la yu'min, wallahi la yu'min, he does not believe The one who goes to sleep hungry and his neighbor is the neighbor's the one who goes to sleep full and his neighbor is hungry. That's the second thing. Tuskiyat al-Nafs comes with us being kind and good to our neighbors. Number three, he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, or number four, he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, love for the people what you love for yourself and you'll be a Muslim. Love your neighbor, take care of your neighbor, you'll be a mu'min. Kafir, Muslim, you'll be a mu'min because whoever believes in Allah last day, falyukram jarahu. Whoever believes in Allah the last day, let him take care of his neighbor. There's going to be a question about that. Muslim or non-Muslim? And with our neighbors, do we look after them? All of that's from tazkiyah to nafs. That the neighbors that you have in the Acts, Aisha. Who is the neighbor? She said, 40 doors this way and 40 doors that way. So if you live in the middle of any of these streets, and small heath, everybody on your street is your neighbor. 40 doors this way, not a hadith. Aisha said that. And 40 doors that way. The closer they are to your house, the more rights that they have. And then if the neighbor's from your relative, it's double the issue. And then finally, he mentioned sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when I took through dahik, fennakathat dahik, tamitul qalb. And don't laugh a lot. Because laughing a lot will cause your heart to die. So the people who are the famous comedians of the world in every culture, African American culture, British, every culture, we have our comedians. Africans, everybody. Arabs have theirs. The Prophet said about them so many things. He said, Yomul Qiyamah won't be established until the world belongs to Luka ibn Luka. Luka ibn Luka is a fictitious individual. He's like an ignoramus, an ignorant person. And people celebrate him. Like some of the real foolish people. They get rich off of acting and behaving in a way with no edem. And he's one of the richest people in society worth two, three hundred million dollars because he plays in some show or program where he's being celebrated as being an, an, an nincompoop, an ignoramus. Laughing at that stuff, sitting down, there's nothing wrong with laughing moderately sometimes. Allah said in the Quran, and know who? 
He made you laugh, he made you cry. If you never laugh, you never cry, something's wrong with you. But if you cry all the time, or you laugh all the time, something's wrong with you. And if you cry for everything, something's wrong with you. You laugh everything, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Edip, Edip. He laughs at what's funny. And he's serious when things are serious. Unless he's just overwhelmed by extremities. A man can become so happy that he'll say something or do something that's weird. So mad and angry. I know people get so mad, they'll laugh. They're so angry. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a person just responding to things correctly. So before going to the next hadith, ikhwani, this issue of tazkiyat al-nafs, the ulama of the salaf, they used to write books about al-zuhd and al-wara, and Imam Ahmed, al-Imam Abdurrahman, al-Imam Waqih ibn Abi Jarrah, Waqih ibn Jarrah, Waqih ibn Jarrah. These imams wrote these books about how to be an aesthetic like the Sufi, but not the Sufi today, but the Sufi back then, the one who wasn't into this dunya. He wasn't fooled by this dunya. He's the individual who gives solitude, tranquility, sakina, just being him and Allah in dhikr, in salah. He wants to be around people who remind him of Allah, get him close to Allah. He doesn't want to deal with anybody or anything for one second that causes him to forget. Even when he's cooling out, he's drinking, eating, and having a good time, it's about getting closer to Allah Azawajal. So, tazkiyat al-nafs. The second hadith, Ikhwani, is a tremendously important hadith as well. It's the hadith in which the companion said, whenever the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sinned, people to give da'wah, he would say to them, Yassiru wala tu'assiru, bashiru wala tunafiru. I'm going to sing you, you and you, to give da'wah to those people. You are my messengers. So when you go to these people, the three of you, and you give da'wah, make things easy for them and don't make things difficult. Give them glad tidings and don't run them away. Make things easy for them and don't make things difficult for them. Now, in our community, Akhwani, listen, my family member, two of them, suffer from ODC, OCD, Wiswas, OCD. One of them struggled with it and they got through it, for the most part. But sometimes I see some remnants of it. We come to the masjid and we come late and they think that the salah has started and the car is pulling up, they open up the door before the car stops. They're ready to get out to jump. And that's just that OCD of the past kicking in. But one of them struggles with it. So I'm like everybody else. I have to tell you people, anybody, because I help you with this OCD. But I got to say this to you, as I say to my family members. You have to do a better job with memorizing those du'as that the Prophet taught that takes away hum wa gum, stress, anxiety. You didn't memorize that dua yet? Not to put you down, but come on, give yourself a chance in the race. You gotta memorize that dua. You gotta stay on top of your azkar and those dua of the Quran, the dua of Eunice in the well and all of that. My family member doesn't want to memorize those, you know. I'm not an Arab. Eh? Okay then. 
come on. Can't, you can't blame anybody. So I don't say that in a rough, tough way, but I'm saying, come on. Come on. The OCD, the Wiswas, makes your life difficult on you. And you got to remember that. It makes your life difficult. And Allah said about himself in the Quran, مَا جَعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ مِنْ حَرَجٍ Ibrahim. Allah didn't make anything difficult for you in your religion. This is the middle of the deen of your father Ibrahim. Rasulullah told the people, make things easy. Don't make things difficult. Someone comes to me. They have OCD. What's what? They say to me, this is my situation. Uh, I, 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 I think that I'm a disbeliever now. I say, yes, you disbelieve. You have to become a Muslim again. Yes, you're divorced. You got to get married again. Yes, that's a lot. doesn't happen. You have to, I'm making things difficult on the Muslim. ISIS, Boko Haram, Shabab. People who make tabdeer because the brand spanking new Muslim doesn't agree with you. You warning your friends about him. You, he's a brand spanking new Muslim. Are you serious? That's Salafiyah? That's the Sunnah. No. The Sunnah is the Prophet having the companions who had good akhlaq and him telling us, be gentle with people. Take it easy. So in this hadith, there are different narrations. Sometimes he said it to two people. He said it to two people. Make it easy, don't make things difficult. Give glad tidings, don't run them away. Sometimes he said it to three people. He said Ali ibn Abi Talib. He said Mu'adh ibn Jabal. Abu Musa al-Ash'ari. All three to, 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 to al-Yemen. He told the three of them. The three of you. Make things easy, don't make it difficult. Give glad tidings and don't run them away. He told them three. And tatawa means between yourselves, the three of you. When you have differences of opinions, don't split the three of you. You got to figure it out amongst yourselves and come to a common agreement amongst yourselves. You three are going to give death. He doesn't agree with you, don't agree, and then you split. What is that going to do with the people? Well, law, here's what happened with our dawah. And people are involved with that stuff. I don't agree with the one over there. They don't agree with me. So our communities get in the middle of this stuff. And our communities are suffering from all kinds of stuff. LGBT, foreign policy, domestic policy, marriages, our children, the school, where they're going to go to school at. We have all kinds of issues. And you and I are going to start being at each other's neck. And I'm going to scream. This is the sunnah. I represent the sunnah. Hey, hot, hey, hot. You're joking. The religion is easy, Yahi. It's easy for you. If you ever got a box like an iPhone, an iPhone, you open up that iPhone. If you find it too difficult, the ergonomics of it, you can't open it up, the box is not working, know for surety you're doing something wrong. Because the box wasn't made to be difficult to be open. They don't make boxes like that. They make the boxes so that you can open them. You just take your time, you look, you figure it out. The religion is like that, to a certain degree. That if things are being difficult on you unnecessarily, then something's wrong with you. Allah said to the Prophet sallallahu it is a rahmah from Allah, Ya Muhammad. You were gentle with these people.
with your wife, with your kid, with your ashab, with your students, with your community, with your workers. If you were rough and tough with them, they would disperse from amongst you. Because that's the natural response to that. So this hadith goes to show Ikhwani, pay attention. The asl in a dawah Abu Usama. I'm giving dawah to people. The asl is to be gentle and easy. Sometimes you have to be tough. But not right away. Not always. The first thing is the Quran. Push back with what is best. A nice word. A kind word. A gentle word. Not rough and tough. Sometimes you have to be rough and tough. But the Prophet brought a religion that is easy. The Hajj, from the lessons of Al-Hajj, importance of Tawheed, from the lessons of Hajj, the importance of the Sunnah. You don't know how to make Hajj without the Sunnah. The Qur'aniyun are liars. Kazaboon. May Allah Ta'ala guide us and guide them. You can't take just the Qur'an. How are you going to know how to make Tawaf around the Kaaba? How are you going to know what you're doing? You don't know what you're doing. The Sunnah came and explained all of that. That's why the Prophet said, take the Hajj from me, the rights of Hajj. From the lessons of a Hajj, as we mentioned, universality of Islam. From the lessons of the Hajj is the ease of Islam. And Hajj is jihad. Hajj is jihad. And any and everybody who goes to Hajj here under normal circumstances, you will come back, Allah knows best, tired. But you feel like you did something for Islam. And if you take your wife, it's double trouble in terms of jihad. And it's real jihad for her. And yet, Allah gave you a choice. You want to do this hajj, or that hajj, or that hajj. That's ease. You can cut your hair all off. You can shorten your hair. If you have an ailment, you can leave before everybody else is allowed to leave. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to hajj. He did this, 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 this in that order. The person came and messed up the order. said, I did this. And I did, he said, no problem. La haraj, la haraj, la haraj. Hajj is a sign that things are made in our religion. Religion is not a difficult religion. For inna ma'usri yusra, inna ma'usri yusra. With difficulty, the ease is coming. Abdullah bin Abbas said, listen, any difficulty that hits you, know for surety the ease is coming behind it. Even if the difficulty went into a hole, the ease is coming behind it. It's like a twin. You have two twins. They're always together. A father and a son. Two twins. Always together. One of them comes in the door. You walk down the street. You say, hey, what's up, man? I'm coming to road. Where your brother at? You don't see him down the street. So you know he's coming. That's what the meaning of this ayat is. No one is going to deal with permanent difficulty for us in his life. To be with the people. Up. Down, black, white, cold, hot, rain, dry. That's how it is. No one's going to be happy forever. No one's going to be sad forever. Allah mentioned ayat after ayat. Sayyaj Allahu min ba'di usrin yusra. Allah is going to make after difficulty ease for you. So many ayat of the Quran. He mentioned in the Quran, Yuridu Allahu an yukhaffifa ankum wa khuriqa linsanu da'ifa. Allah wants to make things light for you, lighten your burden, because mankind was created weak. Allah wants ease for you. He doesn't want difficulty for you. Ayat upon ayat. 
me a prayer. What's wrong with the machine today, Yusuf? So in concluding, Ikhwani, in terms of giving da'wah a lot, whether you're giving da'wah to people, giving da'wah to people, or your husband or wife, take it easy with your family members, your children. Take it easy with your um, relatives. Not easy, not easy. Some of us have anger management issues. Some of us have that. We have to learn how to calm down. We have to make jihad on calming down. As you should know, Al-Islam made things easy for us. And clarifying this, I just want to make two points, then we're done, inshallah. Easy is not easy out of kafik. Islam made easy, the religion, I don't want to pray. Islam is easy. Allah's ghafur rahim. Islam, no. Allah's ghafur rahim, but he said, ayah is shadidul iqab. He's severe in punishment too. So easy is not doing what you want, how you want to do it. Easy is doing the thing the way the religion said. The ease of the aqidah of al-Islam. When Allah take his names and attributes the way he said it and keep it moving. Don't make a takallif and go overboard. You know this salat after salat al-Isha, when I became a Muslim like some of you brothers, you, I became a Muslim, they told me after salat al-Isha you have to do all of these sunnahs. I mean it's like a hundred thousand sunnahs. And then if you say, man, where you get these hundred thousand sunnahs from? He'll give you some more crazy answer. And there you go in the corner doing it with ikhlas. That's what I did when I was with Jamaat Tabliq. I, I was sincere. They told me I got to do all those rakat. And I was like, man, I know this. They said, you got to do it. If you want to be on the sunnah? I went over in the corner. I was doing those rakat, doing those rakat, doing that. And I was sincere, but something was inside of me saying, something's wrong with this. It was just too much. And then every isha started dreading. Salat al-isha. I don't want to pray Salat al-Isha because after Isha is the adab the punishment machine is coming now <laughs> take it easy last thing is funny about ease the imam gets on the member and he's pumped up and he's passionate and he raises his voice he's sweating and he's talking and then after the khutbah the person comes and says hey Prophet Muhammad said take it easy you're not taking it easy. On the day of the Jummah, that's not the day to take it easy for the Khatib. That's not the day. On the Mimbar, you should try to inspire the people and inform the people. When the Prophet gave the Khutbah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the steaming Kathira, his eyes became red, his voice would raise up, and his anger went intense, as if he was warning the people of an impending army that was about to pounce upon them. So, it's the right time and the right place for everything. But still, although the Khatib is allowed to be passionate, still he can't go overboard. You put in YouTube, there's a Shiite Imam giving the khutbah. He got so robbed up and upset, he took his, his um, turban off and threw it down and threw the stick and jumped on the mirwaha, the he jumped on the fan. And if you see it, if you see it, if you see that, and that was our imam, we're all going to get up at the same time and just throw him off of the member. You can't be up here with him. You're crazy acting like that. Jumping on the mirror and his legs was up. Look up, look it up in the YouTube. Look up, put in crazy imam. Put it in there. Crazy, 
crazy imam on Friday. Look it up. You'll see it. You'll see the ajib al-ujab. Okay, Khwani, if you guys have any questions, five minutes, inshallah, we take any questions that you may have. What time is the adhan, uh, akhi? If you guys have any questions, inshallah. What happened to the machine today? Something's wrong. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Jazakallah. <laughs> All right. Naktafi bihad the qadr. We ask Allah Ta'ala to give us the good of the dunya and the akhirah. Remember, Khwani, every day is a new day. This one is down and dusted. We have Salat al Isha left, inshallah. Tomorrow we make tomorrow a better day than today. Tazkiyat to nafs and being gentle and being easy. Those of us who have this roughness and this toughness with our family members, let us go back today, buy him something nice. Uh, we call it um, milkshake from ISIS. What's that place called? I don't know, Crip. ISIS by the 8 bus over there. ISIS, ISIS, ISIS. You know, go get him strawberry milkshake from there. Bring it to your family and say, look, I'm sorry. I'm too rough. I overreacted. And from today, I'm getting myself together. We have to be like that with our kids. Uh, over the weekend for the Eid, some people didn't sing you Eid Mubarak, Eid Kareem, and you're mad. Let them go. Let them go. No big deal. You say to them, happy Eid. People are mad at each other because he didn't send me a thing. You didn't send it to me. Why didn't I send it to you? Why are we wasting time with that? Just to let the first one be the best one. We have big fish to fry and big nuts to crack. Let's not stay stuck on stupid with these trivial issues that Allah doesn't like. Subhanak that Allah doesn't love. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika wa shadu an la ilaha illa ant. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.